Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Irene Blog Talk Radio Show with your host, Minister Annie And you're listening to it on the Wind Network. Yes, that's right, Wind Network. Together, we win. They do. Well, 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 thanks for meeting me here again. Good evening to you all, Irene fans. Welcome to the second episode of our third season of Irene Blog Talk Radio Show. Uh, Thank you so much for joining me tonight, my friends. Of course, you know who I am. I'm Minister Annie Bell, the host and creator of Irene Blog Talk Radio Show, which is also an outreach of Wealth Management Ministries Incorporated. We are, as you know, endeavoring to bring talk therapy to survivors of child abuse, sex trafficking, and other traumas, but we also endeavor to provide awareness, prevention, and resources to our community. So we bring a network of people, um, of guests, and their organizations, books, and things of that sort, so that you can get connected and find a way to heal and, of course, find a way to connect. Now, a while ago, while I was uh, studying for my Christian counseling degree at Liberty University, I learned a sad but interesting fact about the indigenous people, the, uh, the Native American Indians. Their population is one of the most hardest hit with alcoholism and drug addiction. Now, while preparing for this episode, however, I learned that within the Native American Indian children, um, excuse me, the American Indian tribes, the children suffer from a very high rate of child abuse, violence, and uh, suicide. Now, you'll be shocked at whom, uh, how many people and who are actually the perpetrators um, that are inflicting this pain upon uh, our children. And so here with me in our virtual studio tonight is Aaron Williams, and he is, aside from the fact that he too is a Native American Indian. He is also a mental health counselor and advocate. He served as the social services director at the Alabama Cushada tribe and served on the Texas Supreme Court Commission on Collaborative Team for Children. Please welcome Mr. Aaron Williams to the show. Welcome, Mr. Williams. 
Hello there. Now don't Mr. be shy now. Don't be shy. Go ahead and speak up, Mr. Williams. Yes, I'm here. Yeah, just uh, adjusting a few things. Uh, <laughs> yes, good to be on the show with you, Annabelle. I think it's a great thing to be uh, speaking uh, from the indigenous world uh, to um, educate some. And I know many people in the ethnic group, they uh, know their own ethnicity. And so basically, just um, I'm honored to be on your show. Thank you so much. And I appreciate you taking the time to uh, share, to educate us. I know that you have a wealth of information that we could actually um, uh, glean from. And, uh, and it may not be the first time that you're on the show. You might have to come back. So, you know, be prepared that I might even ask you because I know is the out my hour here goes by so fast. So, um, you know, if we don't get to it all, there will be other opportunities. So, um, but as much as possible, I would like you to share. But before we even begin, I, I, I love my audience to get to know our guests a little bit. So if you will, tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, where do you live um, currently or, um, you know, your family, stuff like that. How many dogs you have, whatever. Yeah, no problem. Uh, yes, my name is Aaron Williams. I'm the member of the Cushada Tribe of Texas. Enroll member there. Uh, there's about 1,500 plus, uh, along with cats and dogs. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> also, we have other uh, a independent more Cushadas in Louisiana as well. Uh, I am both Alabama and Cushada. There's two tribes, sister tribes, Muscogean tribes. The southeastern border of United States. Our ancestry came from on top of Montgomery. Uh, Alabama, 11 miles on top. I'm from the Bear Clan, reside in Livingston, Texas. I have a son, Tash, daughter, Kelsey, resides in Washington. And I have a mother that I'm caretaking at this point here. Um, a very proud uh, inheritance, you could say, here uh, from the Alabama Charlotte in Livingston, Texas. It's about 90 miles northeast of Houston, Texas. So that big hurricane that hit, it, it did kind of uh, penetrate all the rivers and uh, bayous and uh, lakes and our, we got affected as well. So however, I am, uh, I basically um, been here, born and raised here in Livingston, Texas, a true Texan and a Dallas Cowboy supporter. Uh, basically, I, I'm also a, a reverend. Uh, I, I do a faith-based uh, ministry, Aaron Williams Ministry, and I've been doing social working, mental health type entity for a period of time, over 25 years. Um, okay. Telling all my uh, myself about my how old I am, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I appreciate that. I, can, I mean, you have to, yes, you have such a colored background um very diverse and very deep uh, and and enriched in your uh heritage so i love that about you know what you're bringing forth today and um you know what you bring forth as just a person yeah. uh being so well-rounded um now me i'm gonna be honest with you i don't quite understand 
the, 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 you know, I do at some, I do a little bit understand about how reservations came to be, but do you mind sharing with us a little bit? Because I don't, sure. you know, there's some things about it that I, like, like I said, that I learned just from doing some research to be prepared for the show, but tell me, give us a brief history, maybe about two, three minutes, um, brief history about the reservations here in the United States. Sure. Sure. There's a, uh... There's about 566 recognized native tribes all over the country. Uh, the biggest tribe is is from uh, the Navajos, around 250,000 population. Also, the Sioux are around that that amount as well. Uh, the smaller we are, the smaller my tribe, the Alabama Cushata tribe, is in Texas. We originate in Texas. We get uh, this place from uh, push out, they say, on the other side of the Mississippi River at the time, the Trail of Tears, the Cherokees, and all that. So a lot of different places were displaced uh, in, in places, in a lot of our origin lands. Well, there's tribes all over. Uh, there's Sioux, there's Navajo, I can't name them all out there. Uh, there's uh, Cherokees. Uh, like our our tri- we we are real close to uh, Choctaw Cree Seminole uh, Alabama Cushatas and it goes on and uh, there's uh, Mohawks and up north and there's uh, Blackfeet up north uh, I mean from Montana I mean there's uh, there's a tribes that are are on the southwest northwest central east they all all over. Uh, basically, and they uh, we have endured uh, violence, especially we, we are targeting today with a trafficking in native communities. Uh, mm-hmm. We have endured a lot of the violence, uh, the Native Americans. Uh, we basically traffic like the trafficking existed in native communities for centuries. And the earliest point of contact of European, European, mm-hmm. and uh, Chris, uh, Christopher Columbus engaged in the exploitation of indigenous people from the the moment he encountered the behavior set was uh, the, the native women were in the hands of the uh, non-native men. So right, and you know uh, what, basic, what, and if I may yeah. interrupt, because I think we're going to talk about a lot of that um, going forward in the show. So I didn't want you to reveal too much right now. <laughs> um, okay. I appreciate the information that you were giving about the, um, you know, how, how the reservations got started and how many there are. There's so many. You said there's 566, and in each one, how many people, you know, how many people could it be in each reservation? Yeah, like I said, uh, the, uh, each reservation varies like our reservations, 1,500 people, uh, mm-hmm. and then we can go to the next, uh, like Oklahoma. Uh, really, that reservation, if you term reservation, our reservation here has borders that was entrusted in us uh, uh, way back. We, we, we're a neutralized tribe, didn't get involved too much in wars, but uh, talking about the Alamo, some of our uh, warriors – uh, David Crockett and all those. Uh, Sam Houston entrusted some land because 
we, we were part of the scouts in war. Uh, we were uh, involved with the wars and different things. So it was allocated to us to have a trust land, uh, state trust land, but also we are federally recognized in the 50s. Were federal recognized, and we did have. I uh, can't remember 1800, and now we have about 5600 acre. It's a small uh, reservation compared. It's a very central located, very orient, uh, family oriented. Uh, okay. We can go to. Yes. Well, I think that's good. That's good information. Um, you know, let's move on and go directly into our topic for this evening. Um, okay. So let's, you know, what I want to do, and because we know that uh, child abuse and sex trafficking is so prevalent uh, throughout the yes. United States, you know, and, uh, you know, to think that because they're in and uh, the children are in reservations or the women are in reservations doesn't necessarily protect them from this, uh, you know, unholy movement um, that's going on to uh, traffic our kids and, and, and abusing our children, stuff like that. So about how many inc in incidences um, have been substantiated about uh, sex trafficking? Whether, whether you have annual uh, data or, you know, overall data? Yes, yeah, so as far as our small tribe here, uh, because of confidentiality, but uh, the statistics is it's less than a one percent here because it's such a small tribe. However, mm -hmm. uh, the infiltration and is let's, there let's get among that, let's other get tribes. That like, you know, let's put that in perspective. You, you know, you you okay. had you have fifteen. You said a fifteen hundred people. Yes. Um, in and your yes, tribe, uh, we okay. We we have been even though I say. Is less than one percent here uh, recorded in this tribe here. I kind of know the history from way back to there. We have uh, more uh, a, a, a physical abuse, emotional neglect, sexual, uh, domestic, family violence here on this reservation that we dealt more of a lot of alcoholism and some uh, potential suicide. Um, also, we have lately. You know, there's more than 45 million women children under exploitation uh, all over the country. The human trafficking in Texas uh, is startling because approximately 79,000 minor and youth are victims of sex trafficking in Texas. 79,000. And also, uh, wow. I found another statistic: uh, approximately 234 thousand workers are victims of labor trafficking and also uh, there are currently estimated victims of human trafficking in Texas is 313,000 mm -hmm. uh, are you saying Jessica exploits it, 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 it like I said it, it from victims of labor trafficking 600 million has been recorded 600 million here mm -hmm. in Texas alone just and the minor and youth, yes, minor and youth sex trafficking costs the state of Texas approximately six point six billion. Mm -hmm. So, 
basically, the statistics are here. What I'm saying to uh, the community or to the nation that we are we are not exempt because I remember one uh, one morning in uh, our convenience store, tribal store, seven in the morning, I had some uh, perpetrators coming through, and you could uh, they had wallet of monies and all that and it looked like they were middleman runners so all this uh, you could tell there 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 we could sense that as a community we could tell uh through uh the eyes of the kids and children and uh the community our community is so tight they bring awareness to the tribe the best interest of the tribe so basically they felt like there's infiltration from uh, these sex traffickers are, are dodging law enforcement from uh, the interstate and come into our state. We have a state road that goes right through our reservation uh, on Highway 190, and they were begin to uh, take a second standard uh, uh, a roads that come. But we have been feeling very tense even even now. Uh, because being social service director, uh, in a way, I, I, I felt I felt the need to bring that awareness too. So I just wanted mm-hmm. to share that part. Well, you know, and you said something. So it says something very um, profound there. But I have to take a break. So could you put a little pin in there, and we'll be right back sure. after this commercial. Okay. Everyone, please um, stay seated. We'll be right back. Have you priced commercials lately? Advertising can truly break your budget. At Win, we eliminate the most common hurdle to advertising. Advertise with Win to reach potential customers locally, nationally, and internationally for as low as $150. Yes, that's right, $150 per commercial. We Inspire Network Radio is a new and rapidly growing online radio network that boasts of dynamic seasoned show hosts who are drawing audiences from across the nation and abroad. Africa, Australia, Scotland, Canada, just to name a few. We also have the technical capabilities to advertise your products and services through sound bites, slideshows, and more. No long-term contracts. You pay per show. Advertise on WIN, and you are sure to be a winner. For more information, call us, 201-477-0469. Email Annie Bell at wealthmanagement-fs.org. Sadly, today, most of us know at least one person that suffers from addiction or substance abuse. Addiction does not discriminate. No age, gender, race, or classes of people are immune to the horrors of addiction. This epidemic has ruined families, claimed lives, and left loved ones devastated. Over 100 people die from overdoses daily, and over 20 million Americans suffer from some form of addiction. For this reason, author Lloyd H. Bell Jr. has written the book Clean and Serene. The author is an addictions counselor and recovering addict of over 13 years. He knows and has first-hand experience of being caught in the grips of addiction. Clean and Serene provides experience, strength, and hope for the still-suffering addict. It can also be used as a tool in recovery. 
Whether it is used in a group setting or individually, this book was written to assist in the recovery process and encourage integrating inspirational, encouraging, and challenging scriptures the author has provided, a resource that is sure to change lives. If you or someone you know is battling with addiction, this book is for you. If you are in recovery, this is a great resource to add to your toolbox. If you are a group leader or addictions counselor, this is an awesome book for group therapy. Clean and Serene. Scriptural Meditations for Recovery is available nationwide in both ebook and print. Get your copy or a copy for some you know today from Amazon or Barnes & Noble Bookstore. For less than $10, you can potentially change the life of someone currently paying the high cost of living with an addiction. Welcome back to I Rain Blog Radio Show with your host, Minister Annie Bell. All right, all right, all right. Like he said, I am Minister Annie Bell, and I am the host of Irene Blog Talk Radio Show. If you're just catching us right now, um, we're talking about the pervasiveness of uh, child abuse and sex trafficking that has also impacted the reservations, the um, American Indian reservations that we have. Now, um, as you know, We Inspire Network Radio is our is who is powering us. And if you're interested in sponsoring a show or advertising on our platform, uh, all the different shows that we offer, please uh, do not hesitate to contact our marketing department at 201-477-0469. Now we're back with Mr. Williams, um, who is, again, the mental health counselor and advocate. And he he was telling us about how uh, these sex traffickers, when they are being um, chased by police, that they will hide, go and try to get get uh, you know hidden inside of the reservation. Is that what I understand, Mr. Williams? Uh, yes, uh, they they do. They try to do their very job to come in and even influence uh, several of our members. Remember, we uh, questioned them. Mm-hmm. Investigated them, and they seem to be tied into some. They denied it, but uh, we could never catch the perpetrators. Okay, okay, and that's probably how these other these traffickers are coming in, obviously, um, and uh, praying p r e y, you know, praying, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, not the p r a y, on the children of. Those reservations is that what's happening? Yes, uh, one of the things uh, we are very all the reservation, whether traditional or Christianity, they are tapped into our higher higher power, you know, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Some will say Creator, uh, Jesus, or you know, uh, we say Abamiko is God. Uh, mm-hmm. Basically, we are are. We've been Christianized a long time since the 1700s here. There's a Presbyterian, uh, there's a Baptist, and there's a similar God. So I think the prayers of the innocents, the elders, especially we glean to the elders a lot, 
from here to the elders and all the way to the top of the chain, the government body, wherever, we really uh, uh, cover ground, so to speak, for years. And most of our reservations uh, are tap into spirituality in that way, along with everybody, all the, all the other groups out there. Okay. Now, tell me some of the, uh, maybe one or two of the worst case of child abuse or sex trafficking that you either had a chance to witness or you heard about through your tenure as a social services director with the Alabama Cushada tribe. Well, I, course, you know, like I the confidentiality, I'll include, yes, I will include, uh, I'm sorry about that. I, I will include uh, uh, a lot of other places when I did mission work on the faith-based basis in the communities. I went to the Northwest, Southwest, East. So I will include some, I will not, mention tribes but however mm-hmm. I will uh, mention in the northwest and southwest and then our central in the south here uh, basically uh, I have seen I have seen the worst scenario uh, of three kids uh, staying overnight pretty much being neglected and mm-hmm. almost burned the house down uh, basically they call early in the morning because they were hungry and this basically we uh, came in we were called the law enforcement called us and we walked in and basically they were dirty They're, the house hasn't been uh, basically touched for a while uh, was pizza and the refrigerator just this I sort of smell the worst scenario you could walk into a home with three mm-hmm. three kids kind of being the bandit neglect and and they nearly at times uh there's some smoke spots in the oven area at the top so they had turned the uh furnace on a little bit and you could tell they were trying, you were hungry and basically mm-hmm. and so for how long uh, they've been neglected there, so that was approach and address, and uh, law enforcement came, and like I said, the tribal, uh, tribal, it, it, we're not called CPS, but it's it's basically, it's, we have the same roles of investigators, same roles of, uh, uh, we stand by on ICWA, and then Child Welfare Act, uh, mm-hmm. and anything would happen, uh, it, sometime it is reported to the state, the county, they will address that. We have to be in collaboration. And so we went in and kind of investigate full uh, full investigation and to make sure that uh, the placement even, it's not a quick placement to the state, it's a quick placement to the kingship, you know, under ICA law, Indian Child Welfare Act law that's been established in 1978 for Native Americans. Mm-hmm. And to keep and stability. So that, and I yeah. was just that I can um, share information with our audience. Um, inside the reservation is almost like its own country. So um, ran yes. by its own rules, its own government. Um, and yes. so the state or the federal government really can't come in there and, um, you know, enforce laws that the reservation doesn't agree to. Am I am I understanding that correctly? 
That's correct. Um, yeah. And, and the so when that situation, yes. the children mm-hmm. couldn't just be sent to, uh, you know, the Texas CPS and, um, you know, foster care. They had to be then uh, transferred to your, like you said, the, the kingship. Yes. Yes. Okay. And um, basically, you know, after CPS finds the potential, maybe a native child abuse with a child, then uh, if we find something out of the jurisdiction, meaning out of the reservation, like in Houston, Austin, you know, different places, uh, we uh, then if the report comes to us, usually the state will initiate a letter to us mm-hmm. as there's a potential child uh, child abuse case that's developing. We are the CPS. And they've been uh, collaborating with us pretty pretty regularly, and to determine that's the tribe from the child's from a tribe or other tribes close by in proximity in uh, Louisiana, uh, Oklahoma, or wherever the child originally came from, and mm-hmm. the tribes and we would uh, the tribe will determine what the tribe uh, the child's who she uh, person may belong to, and uh, and before the transfer occurs. Uh, the tribe will determine what's the best interest for the child, or it depends all on the severity of the case. And if it's a child abuse, if it's more severity so with a sexual that, abuse type things, then it will be placed accordingly. In this case that you were talking about, um, excuse me for interrupting you, but um, you were, it was basically a, a, a case of neglect, correct? Yes, did you find neglect, that there was the one, any I, sexual abuse going on as well as the neglect? Yeah, that was uh, that was uh, that wasn't determined. Well, it was determined, but it it, it ruled out that it wasn't a sexual abuse, uh, mm-hmm. but it was more neglect, negligence, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. abandonment that type of thing. And then, and uh, you know, for I, our audience, I, yes. neglect uh, is just another form of child abuse. Um, and yes. neglect can be just as harsh and traumatizing on a child as, um, you know, uh, sexual abuse or verbal uh, and um, emotional abuse. And so, uh, and it's traumatic. None, it, you know, it's yes. a different form yes. of pain for the child, you know, but it's pain nonetheless. So I, I don't want anyone to listen to and say, oh, it's just neglect. No, neglect is harsh. Uh, When you have children who are hungry and um, about to set the house on fire just to try to fix something to eat or find something to eat um, and being abandoned, that's a whole, you know, the abandonment is a whole nother issue um, there that they have to emotionally work through. So it is, it is harsh. Now, I'm at my second commercial break, so everybody, uh, please okay. uh, hold for just a moment, Mr. Williams, if you'll also put another bookmark there, and we'll be right back yes. with um, our second half hour in just about two minutes. Everybody stay put. Hello, everybody. My name is Minister Annie Bell, and I am the host of Irene's Blog Talk Radio Show, where we endeavor to bring talk therapy survivors of child abuse, sex trafficking, and other traumas, as well as being the vehicle by which we use to bring awareness and resources to the community to 
that aid in the prevention of these evils. IRAIN, which is a declarative acronym for the individual survivor, that means I. I identify myself as a survivor, no longer a victim. R. Reclaim my life. E. Excel at living. I. Illuminate the dark. G. Grow in Christ. And N. Nurture myself and others. This declarative acronym has developed into a victorious lifestyle brand that empowers and aids in the healing journey of our survivors of abuse, sex trafficking, and other traumas. I have also written a book entitled with the namesake, I Reign, A Survivor's Guide to Thrive, which is now available at Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble. Pick up your copy today and join me every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. here on We Inspire Network Radio, where together, through God, we win. If we endure, we shall reign with Him. It's not your ordinary radio station, the home of true inspiration. Inspiration. We inspire network. We. It's not your ordinary radio station, the home of true inspiration. Inspiration. We inspire Radio show, and I am Minister Annie Bell, the host and creator. Now, uh, just want to kind of share with you all that we're doing a conference here in Atlanta. It's called the Life Conference, uh, October 6th and 7th. The, there are some free sessions in there, and we've got the swag bag going on, and um, it's going to be chock full. We've got about four, five actually, uh, other. Um, speakers as well. So uh, please come and check us out. You can find us on uh, Eventbrite and you just want to search l.i.f.e.conference, life conference. Um, so, you know, come and check us out. You know, uh, we would love to have you. Now, we have been talking with Mr. Aaron Williams, who is the a, a mental health counselor and advocate about the the tragedies of uh, sex trafficking and child abuse that happens inside of reservations. And so, uh, and he was just sharing with us 
some uh, one that he had seen that was a, 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 the worst case scenario. I mean, the worst case that he has actually witnessed. So, Mr. Williams, thank you again for staying uh, with us. Yes, and glad sharing. to be here. Yes. Great, great. Now, um, let's talk about. We've talked about the problem, and I never want to stop the show without talking about some solutions. So, uh, let's get into the solution of it. Uh, and and sure, one of the things sure. that I want to make sure I pointed out that, yes, there are some of the abuse that's happening at the hands of other uh, uh, American Indian um, pupil, people, excuse me. But there are also people coming in from outside of the reservation who are sure. uh, inflicting pain. And so this problem, we, it's not a vacuum. I, I want to make sure everybody understands they're not. This reservation is not a vacuum, and um, and 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 I, and I also think that some of the legislature legislation has to change a little bit to make sure that uh, sure. women and children are protected. Because right now the VAWA only uh, protects the woman if they if she gets uh, raped by yes. an outsider um, or you know yes. accosted or whatever have yes. you. But if a child gets uh, into into that predicament, um, they it's not they're not protected. So, what are some uh, ways, some things that we could be doing to decrease or even completely eradicate child abuse and sex trafficking, um, and more specifically within the reservations? Uh, yes, uh, a few things come to mind, and I was checking my notes, and uh, basically, uh, sex trafficking. Uh, like I said before, even uh, maybe talking to the viewers that just joined in, it's it's been existing way back, uh, and we dealt with it. And uh, the best way, I you know, well, not the best way. I think uh, you know, more effective way we look for uh, uh, ways to stop sex trafficking. You know, um, uh, we have a general things that we follow policy here, uh, basically educating. Uh, the CPS, Child Protective Service, education, whoever, uh, in awareness like the conference you got, you know, uh, education is one of the biggest uh, uh, platform that we like to uh, educate everybody as from the tr uh, indigenous point of view, uh, mm -hmm. people to, to recognize. And it, yes, it's not a, just a vacuum for us. It's a It's a national problem. It's a problem that occurs in every sector, every city, nationally, uh, also educating, recognize the signs. And we, we teach a lot, and especially uh, in a community setting, a lot of times when we set up awareness type conference here, we'll say educate, we want to educate, let's get educated, let's, let's get this, uh, uh, recognize the signs. And then we, we, and if you have to, we are the eyes, ears, and whatever it may be uh, that we may see that we report the, the suspicion all around us, just being aware, being a good citizen, uh, however we can uh, uh, help one another's neighbors, uh, let's protect our community, uh, whatever we can bring up, signs, whatever, or uh, rallies or uh, workshops. And also the biggest thing is what you guys have been doing, raise awareness always raise the awareness awareness uh of that you know it can be not enough i guess it's something that brings the solution and uh provincial site 
that's what our top government body, uh, the tribal council, always emphasize our programs and services to basically raise awareness. If, if something tragic happens, they want to address it as a whole tribe sometime and to, to take care. We have to bring grief counselors or different things. And also, yes, statistically, sex trafficking has a main, is a sensitive, uh, sensitive uh, problem, but it's a sensitive discussion. However, it needs to stop and that type of thing. And then take an action, same uh, amendment, or you know something that uh, we can put in, and let it become law within the reservation, and you know that we are the mandate reporter type, you know, in to to address these things. <clears throat> I want to mention that the, uh, the trafficking of American Indian and Alaska Natives is mm-hmm. across the board, and also I want to kind of mention <clears throat> you have mentioned to me uh, what it, uh, entails. Is there a sexual, uh, a sex trafficking, child abuse, and all that? Those two are a, in itself a very uh, a serious uh, problem that we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, uh, like in Canada, uh, maybe some Canadians are listening in, uh, the indigenous people from Canada. I was up there, and I, I looked at my phone, and, I, and, and it had Amber Alert of sex trafficking three times a day from across oh from one gosh. end to the other. Mm-hmm. And it was also, uh, there was, I mean, across from one region to another, one not isolated. Uh, uh, and, and also, I, I, it kind of disturbed me because I, I start seeing the numbers uh, when the Canadians, their agency, their uh their awareness, their people, their counselors begin to begin to uh, talk. Um, it was over three thousand plus, almost four thousand. Mm-hmm. But some say it's more. It, it hasn't been reported. Yeah. I talked to one of my uh, former counselor council, councilman just a while ago, and he knew what I was doing here. And I says, "What do you think that exists?" He goes, "I mean, the, the numbers are there, but a lot of it, it's the greater." The unseen. Mm-hmm. There's numbers out there. They're being trafficking. There's almost 200,000 that I I can say that hasn't been reported. You know, yeah. basically. And, you know, and so and I was gonna say, I, even though it's been going on for so long, it has been going on under our noses for so long, and it's been hidden, and it's like hidden in plain sight uh, that. It has grown. This amoeba has grown out of control, and now yeah. we are so far behind the eight ball. Every time we take a step closer exactly. to eradicate sex trafficking, they have all you know because they're already ahead of us. They are think figuring out other ways. You know the, the whole back page. They now that back page, they're fighting back and don't want to give an inch and um, con- uh, reverting everybody to. They took it off of escort and um, put it on a dating. You know, it's ridiculous yeah. how much is going on, and they're selling our children. They're selling our children so that grown men um, and women can have sex with them. And if that does not make your skin crawl and make you want to just smack somebody, I don't know what will. 
uh, we have to protect our children by all means necessary. I'm going to go ahead and skip our next break just so that I can make sure we get everything in. But I do want to make sure. Can I inter- can I interject something that's very important? Sure. Can I interject something? Sure. This has come to a natural pro- pro- proportion right now. It's an epidemic out there. And yes. so our native constituents, are. it went all the way to the top. The Senate Committee, the Indian Affairs, had attempt uh, in July 26, 2017, not too long ago. There were two separate reports that was going right to uh, Congress right up there. Human trafficking action needed to identify the number of Native American victims uh, receiving federal funding service. So uh, the agency, uh, Indian uh, agency, Indian Affairs, were seeking to get federal funding for this human trafficking. That's what the first report. The second report was human trafficking information on cases in Indian country and that involved Native Americans. There's actually two reports, but however, it got tabled because uh, I think they were wanting to receive more input, information from tribes. There's 566 tribes. Only a percentage uh, responded, but they, they kind of trying to want to tally. Uh, a lot of the places, law enforcement, there's there's uh, they're uh, they're called uh, a general account general accountability office from the, the Congress side over there, and basically they they are saying they found that 20 of 132 20 percent of tribal law enforcement agency in six of 61 10 percent of major city law enforcement agency are reporting initiating investigation that involves human trafficking at least one Native American victim from 2014 to 2016. So there's been reports demonstrating human trafficking, the exploitation of person, typical through force, fraud, coercion for such purposes and forced labor, involuntary servitude in commercial sex in occurring in Indian country. So this is a national panel from Homeland Security Justice Issue U.S. Government Accountability Office, Office of Justice, uh, Tribal Justice, U.S. Department of Justice, Acting Department Justice Service, Bureau of Indian Affairs. Uh, I, there's other uh, private ones like Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Uh, so I'm just kind of giving the kind of overview what's been addressed but got cable, but they are on it. Uh, addressing it across nationally, and I just wanted to kind of mention that in abroad because it is abroad, 560 nations out there. Plus, there's many more nations out there that haven't been regular, uh, federal recognized, but they're out there, and also their state level uh, uh, status nations out there as well. So, yeah, thank uh, you for that information. It's, and I thought I mentioned that. I thought that'd be pertinent to uh, uh, talk to the nation, talk to the people about that. Yes, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I all, never wanted to end the show without first giving my guests the opportunity to talk about uh, what they're doing now, their future endeavors, 
and um, and how my audience can get in touch with you. If you can do that in like two minutes, that'll be great. Um, is again in you know what 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 you're gonna be, what are you doing now and what you're gonna be doing in the next uh, you know one to five six years. Basically, there's there's a momentum. I've been talking to uh, several counselors, even from Canada. There, we are starting to generate conversation, generate and get assessment on a site. Uh, and the area of sex trafficking is a sensitive area, but we felt like we need to address. So we need to get in alliance with your hiring, uh, other organizations, uh, churches, it don't matter, uh, counselors, professional counselors, uh, mental health institution. I think that awareness, what I'm saying, needs to not just be awareness, but just take one step further and combat uh, as a group in unity. Uh, a lot of people feel like it's opening the cans of worms. A lot of disgruntled don't want to get into it, but you know what? It's affecting our children, affecting our uh uh, women, even even young boys, even there's the right. disappearance of a lot of the area areas. So there's a broad. So yeah. we can all get together, uh, the indigenous group. We can bring awareness to to uh, all people. You know. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now. I um, we have assembled a group of speakers, um, and would love to get you on the panel as well. And our our focus is trying to get into churches because. Believe it or not, people in the pews are people in the pews are being uh, impacted, and there are people in church who are actually trafficking. So, and would love to go into the try to get into the reservations as well to bring awareness and education. How can yep. my audience get in touch with you, Mr. Uh, Williams? Yeah, I have a, a just a general rep website. I'm developing website as I talk because I took a few years off. Being a social worker for almost 25 years, decided to take a vacation. But at the same time, the awareness, I mean, things are moving. So they can just basically Aaron, Aaron, A-A-R-O-N-W-7-11 at hotmail.com can reach me, email me anytime. Basically, my number is 936-425-0262. Uh, uh, it's a new number. That's why I'm trying to... And also, I am developing through Iran from Annabelle. I will update as I go, so I'm really up up speeding everything uh, to to get the general population. I've been asked uh, to 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 set up uh, uh, entity for myself as well in yeah. awareness and a conference, different things we do. You know, whoever you know, it's, it's nothing. Everything costs. So basically, whoever feels in the future to to support in every endeavor uh we i'm willing to uh to collaborate but uh, that'd be very much appreciated okay yes definitely um and everything costs nothing is free except the gospel right and so um yes. even putting on our show here and we're planning to get get ready to go live stream that all costs so Everyone, those who want to support, please uh, look up Aaron Williams, and you can connect with him even through my uh, Facebook page and um, or inbox me or whatever have you. 
con- connect with me and I will make sure that you can connect with him. Thank you so much, Mr. Williams, for coming on the show t- this evening. Thank you very much. I'm very honored to be on the show. Thank you. Now, uh, I'm doing something a little bit different uh, going forward because I want to make sure that we do hit the other component about healing, the talk therapy portion. And this uh, portion is going to be called Raining Moments, Raining Moments. And so um, tonight I want to talk about the essentiality of uh, what must happen after a traumatic event. First of all, there has to be some form of resolution. If not, you're possibly looking at down the line and even immediately where there will be impact on your body, on your emotions, on your um, um, your mental, you know, uh, stability. And so whether it be through counseling, godly intervention, or by some other method to help heal those open emotional wounds, you must find a way to heal. Um, one of the easiest ways, the, the quickest ways that cost you no money is to, uh, to begin your healing journey is to, is to talk about it. And it's called talk therapy, uh, and, and it works. It has been scientifically proven that talk therapy begins your healing journey. So first, identify a very safe zone, a person or a group, a support group, and begin telling your story, your your story of trauma. Now, when I say safe zone, I am talking about a person or a group who is nonjudgmental, very supportive. They're going to be sympathetic and even empathetic if they've gone through some type of trauma, that same type of drama. Uh, and that's why there are so many support groups. It, there are support groups for just about any and everything out here. You know, even about if you lost a pet, uh, there's there's support groups. So you know, the, it works. So get into a support group or find a counselor, um, a good friend. Uh, that's how I began to heal from my child sexual abuse was being able to tell someone, one of my friends, when I got older, about the things that have happened to me because I was spiraling down. Um, me, Annie Bell, Minister Annie Bell, Minister of the Gospel, I almost went to jail because I threatened to kill somebody out of all the anger I was holding in. Um, and I didn't know at the time that threatening to kill someone over the telephone was a federal um, offense. So I was looking at time behind bars in a prison um, because of the unresolved pain uh, trauma that I was going through. Don't go through what I had to go through um, in order to, to be where I am. Find a way to heal. It could be pieces at a time. You, might, you know, I started out telling just one little thing um, or saying, hey, I was molested as a child or just starting the conversation. You don't have to tell your full story at one time. You don't have to tell everybody, but start somewhere. You decide on the pace. You decide on the volume, okay? And the moment you speak out about your trauma, watch how healing begins to rush in like a mighty wind. So um, again, tonight, raining moments is 
for you to begin your healing journey. If you look down in your uh, wherever you're, if you're casting it online and listening to our broadcast online, you should be able to find help lines. Uh, I call them hope lines. Um, if you're, if there's a sex trafficking situation, if there is a child abuse situation, whether you're in it or whether you witnessed it. Um, sexual assault, domestic violence, all the numbers are there. Uh, for those who don't, who are not watching it, um, listening to it via uh, online broadcast, sex trafficking, call Polaris, 1-888-373-7888. For child abuse, 1-800-4-A-CHILD, the number four, a child. Sexual assault, 1-800-656-4673. Domestic violence, 1-800-787-3224. Now, if this is happening inside of a reservation, still call the numbers. I still believe that they'll be able to connect and transfer you to the right authorities at the time. Um, if this has been a triggered, triggering moment for you, don't suffer alone. Give us a call, um, and we'll have counselors on duty to talk with you, 201 477 Nine. We have reached the end of our show, ladies and gentlemen, and as always, we want to give you an opportunity to be a hero or a shero, uh, to make a donation or to get in touch with me or my staff. Please go to www.wealthmngt.org or find me on Facebook and Twitter at IRAIN, Stop Abuse and Abolish Sex Trafficking. Also, you can go to our YouTube channel at IRAIN Blog Talk. And become a subscriber so that you won't miss a beat. Because, again, we will be streaming live from YouTube very, very soon. So, everyone, repeat after me. After, um, repeat after me. I reclaim my life. I excel at living. I illuminate the dark. I grow in Christ. And I nurture myself and others. Let's reign together in Christ. See you next Tuesday at 8 p.m. Good night, everybody.